Okay, so let's talk about inviting people to your webinar. All right, we're gonna start with my, the mindset of inviting people to your webinar, and then we're gonna talk about strategy, and then end with some final notes that I have for you. Okay, so number one, you've got to sell your webinar like your offer. Most people are so, like they watch me sell my webinars, and they can't believe how many sales emails I send, the way that I sell it. I sell it with the exact same enthusiasm as if them signing up for the webinar is the same as them signing up for 2K. Like as in I get the same result, I take it that seriously, okay? So I sell my webinars like they're the greatest thing that's happening on the internet, okay? Which is actually number four. So what I spend a lot of time thinking about is how I can compel them to show up and really believe it's the best thing on the internet, right? Like they want to come, right? Like sell like number two, like they're literally dying to come and it's the greatest opportunity that they have, right? Really one, two, and four are the same thing in the sense that you have to be like, you have to be overselling that webinar. And one of the things that I have seen a lot of people do, and I've coached a lot of people in 2K about this, is they sell their webinars and they sell it with this sense, like they have to they have to convince people to come. They have to remind them to come. They have to um, hold their hand. They have. They will tell them, you know, um, make sure you show up. Here's all the reasons why it's important for you to show up. Um, here's what might get in the way of you showing up, um, and all of these things where it's like the thought that they're having is that the person is not going to show up. Like that's the predominant thought. They're not gonna show up, so I have to like overcome that objection with every single email I send once I invite people to the webinar. You do not want to do this. Why? Because your thought line will end up in your result line, right? Your convincing will convince people not to show up, right? So you wanna just give them value and teasers and really, compel them to be like, I have to be in this class. I have to learn what she's talking about. I have to get this information. This information is going to change everything, right? This is going to be the best use of my time. I cannot wait. I wish it were tomorrow. Can I join now? Right? I literally can't take it. The suspense is killing me, right? You hear all of the, the way I'm imagining my people are thinking? So then of course, the way that I sell to them is that exact way. And then of course I create that experience, all right? You wanna make sure you're not coddling, you're not underestimating, and you're not convincing people, right? If they sign up, they'll show up. Like you can believe that. You don't have to believe that they won't show up. And if they don't, it's fine. But the more you sell them with the excitement and you compel them with value, the more likely are you're going to get people live, okay? And just think about when you are inviting people, the way that I talk about in 200K, that you're selling every single thing you sell as if it's the next five times that you're selling it. Like the, the when you sell some, like when I sell 200K now, I'm also selling the next five rounds of 200K. The same is true about your webinars, right? This is an investment of your time and energy for future clients. It's not impossible and it's not that it doesn't happen, but it's not as common percentage-wise for cold people, meaning people who their first interaction with you is a webinar. It's not 
highly common for them to buy on the very first webinar, right? You're still going to get people do that. Like there are 20% of the people in the world that just always buy, but you are going to introduce them to you, plant the seed, right? And start that relationship. So even if you don't make money off of a five, the, your first five webinars, you have no idea what seeds are being sown and what potential you have for income in the next six months. All right. So just know that you're, it's adding to your value bank every single time you do a webinar. And if you have say a thousand people on and 20 people buy, like that's a win. And you never know when you do your next webinar, that person might come again and buy on that one. You have no idea. So just treat it like it's a really important asset in your business when you're thinking about inviting people, getting them on and writing all the emails. Like, like literally, I think this is why I wrote number five is because I write nine to 12, the nine to 12 email sales sequence in the advanced selling book. I do that even for my webinar invites, right? I start seven days out. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but I start seven days out and I will write an email a day. And then the last three days I will send multiple emails and the day of they get two, they get one at like 7am and then one an hour before the class. I usually do mine, um, on Wednesdays or Thursdays. So they get a lot of handholding and compelling, and I shouldn't say handholding, they get a lot of value and excitement and compulsion to be there between the time, especially if they sign up on day one. And there are people that will literally at the end and you've sent 12 emails and you've taken, you know, maybe even days to write the, AL, the sales sequence, there will still be people that will be like, oh, I just missed it. How come I didn't see this? I can't believe it, right? So, um, Take the time, be willing to write those nine to 12 emails just to invite someone to a webinar, okay? Take the same amount of time that you would take writing your sales emails. Okay, let's talk about strategy. So I do start selling my webinar seven days ahead of time. I, I do not personally do replays most of the time. The reason why is I like my people live, okay? And I love to get the most bang out of my buck. So I will often do a webinar live, not offer a replay. And a month later, I'll do that webinar again. Now, the reason I don't do replays also is because we usually turn our webinar into a funnel. And so we will run ads to that webinar that they can watch. As soon as they see the ad, they can literally click into their email and watch it immediately on demand. And so we have two of those going now. We're about to launch our third one. And we will probably, my estimate, the goal that we have is to do five this year, to have five new evergreen funnels to add to the three that we're about to have. So five additional ones, the one that we have in the, in the works, um, to where, so what we do is we do like funnel stacking where they see my five day training. If they don't buy, they see how to sell any offer. If they don't buy, they're going to see the five vital steps to a business. If they don't buy that, they'll be offered another webinar, right? So they'll just be continued to off be offered value and, and eventually they will sell themselves or they'll like stop responding to the ad. Right. <laughs> so, um, for me, I'm not going to always offer a replay or most often because if they don't come to one of the live, um, show one of the live shows, one of the live webinars I do, we turn that into a funnel. Now you may not be at a place where you're doing funnels yet. So you may want to offer a replay, right? You want, I, 
If you are not running funnels and you're not going to use a webinar for a funnel, I would say get as many eyes on that webinar as humanly possible. So you could do a live one, you could do another live one and then do a replay. You could do a live one, replay, wait a month, do live replay again. Um, I will tell you personally, I think it is... If you give yourself a month in between, that's a really good time frame because you need a week to advertise before and you want to give, um, I, I've done it before where I literally start marketing the next webinar as soon as that one's done, but it's just messy with your sales emails and things like that. So giving yourself a good month allows your audience to kind of forget about it and then it gets presented to them as if it's brand new, even though you did it last month. Um, and here's what I will say. The only times we've done replays is, and we, and when we've said that we, that we wouldn't do them is if we had tech issues, people got locked out. Um, the beginning, like the one for how to sell or the five simple, no, which one was it? The five vital steps one. I think it was that one. It was either that or how to sell any offer. It might've been how to sell any offer actually, where the beginning, there was a bunch of, um, zoom was not able to handle the capacity and it was, um, really interrupted the first 10 minutes, but then on the replay, there was no interruption. So we sent the replay out. And then there's one where people got locked out. So we sent that out, right? Um, or if people got locked out, I've also done it where I'm like, okay, we're going to do another live webinar in three days from now. Make sure you show up. Here's the new date, right? So you can do a bunch of different things, but I have found you really want, if you're thinking of the infinite game of your business, you really want your people to trust what you say. So I have a firm belief that you end your bonuses when you say you're going to end them and you, you decide and you commit to the replay or not, which means you don't say there won't be a replay to get people to come live. And then you give the replay and come up with some reason about, you know, how many people wish they could come, whatever. Like, I don't recommend that. I want you to be really honest with your people and do exactly what you say you're going to do. That will build trust with them that you will honor your word in any given moment. Okay, so let's talk about registration. Why or why not? So most of you will do registration. I do registration almost all of our times. So I'm going to talk about the instances where you might not. Um, and I'm even going to show you what how your emails would look if you did or you didn't do a registration. Um, but I just want to offer that registration is an opportunity for you to capture emails and build your list and you will pick up new people as you do that. Um, so I really recommend it. What I will say is sometimes when you're putting all of these pieces together and your business is running, especially at the multiple six figure level, there are times where the decision will be, I ran out of time. I didn't, the, the time wasn't managed the way it was supposed to be. And I have to cut. So the option you might find yourself with the option of, I either present the webinar without seven days of selling ahead of time. And I have to cut things out that might be um, required in the back end, right? So for example, if you are, you are the person that sets up the registration, if you don't have a VA and you're like, I don't have time to mess with that. That's an option to still do the webinar and be like, you know what? I'm honoring my word though. I'm going to do the webinar, right? And so you cannot require registration and you can just give everybody the information. And every time you talk about it, you just give them the information. Um, you can do that. And also if you, especially if you're on your own, then you don't have to worry about people not having their registration link and trying to get into the webinar when you're teaching the webinar and they've lost their code. Like we have a team that is 
there waiting to help get them in the webinar um, if they can't find their registration code or they lost it or whatever. It's just this extra step for people. If you wanna eliminate an extra step for people where they don't have to register, you can just give them the information and do no registration. You just run the risk of not capturing, I mean, you don't capture those people's information, which will become valuable to keep nurturing them as you go. Um, but just make sure that you decide for you what's a really great reason. I think most of you will want to do the registration, but if you ever don't, it's you know not having time to register or capacity to register um, or wanting to make it easier for people to just get them on, that's fine. People do do, I've done that. I, my coach has done that. Um, I have seen that done in the industry, but for the most part, you wanna capture people's emails. Okay, number four. This may be the first time you've heard this, and it may not apply to you if you don't run ads, but if you do run ads, building an audience, I'm gonna tell you what this means, but building an audience with a webinar is the most expensive way to build a list with ads. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I'm gonna walk you through it. There are much cheaper ways to build your audience and what I mean by an audience is when you do run ads, I have like, most of you don't, but some of you do. If you're running ads, you, as you, if you were brand new and you'd never ran ads before, the first things you would do, if you have a good ads manager, is you would run value posts. You might run a short video and like a couple little media things. And you would track, literally Facebook can track the amount of time someone engages with that. It's the lowest priced way to get your people get eyes on your content. And then it helps you build the Facebook audience that you run your ads to. And you'll have many, 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 many audiences. Okay. So once you have sent that out and you've used your little piece of media to get a look a lookalike audience, so an audience that is all of these people share this kind of trend, they all are engaging with you. Then once you have this like group of people that are engaging with you, then you send out um, something else for them to engage with. And usually your your first couple of things you run ads with, they don't have a um, they don't have a call to action, so they don't have to input their email, right? So then the next thing you send them is something that they have to input their email in order to get, okay? So I'm giving you this long scenario to tell you what a lot of people think is when they go to do a webinar, they're like, in order to do a webinar, I need lots and lots of people on my webinar. And I don't have the capacity, right? It's the story that we tell ourselves. I don't have the capacity to bring enough people from my warm audience or to do this organically, so I need to run ads. So if I'm gonna do webinars, I need to start running ads. It's the perfect thing. I can run ads to my webinars. It's the most expensive type of engagement you, you will ask of people in Facebook world, okay? Just know that. So what we do most of the time is we have spent time throughout the year getting people with cheaper buy-ins and getting, creating a more, uh, creating all of our audiences. And then of course we do run webinars, but we mostly run webinars to our list 
and to people who are already engaging with us. We don't usually try to find new people who have never engaged with us to get them on a webinar because it's such an expensive buy-in and there's such a huge opportunity, such a huge gap um, or such a huge potential for them to not be interested at all, right? Because you don't know, you've never ran anything else to them. So they might come on your webinar and hate you and hate your work um, and want no part of it, or they might sign up and then immediately delete. It's just the most expensive way to do it. In general, even when you're running it to people who are your warm people, asking someone to participate in a webinar, put their email in, that is the, one of the most expensive ways to run ads. So all that to say, I want you to really think about your ability to organically market your webinars, especially in the beginning, okay? And if you are at the place where you run ads, I would run them, I would spend most of your money with your warm audience, the people who are already on your list or who have already engaged with your ads in different capacities just to keep your, your ad costs down. I've worked with a lot of ad managers and not everyone teaches this and some ad managers will teach you, oh, you want to make $100,000 on your webinar? Well, this just means that you need to enroll this many people. And to enroll this many people, then you just need to spend this much money and this will get this many people enrolled. And then those, and then, you know, a percentage of these people always buy. So this is how much money. And they try to act like they're going to guarantee you money, right? Like, oh, if you spend 30,000 on ads, <clears throat> likely you'll make $100,000 on this webinar. I did that and lost $30,000. Okay. This is why I'm spending time on it is because I remember the moment that $30,000 was flushed down the toilet in one foul swoop because I was presented with this kind of, oh, Facebook ads are really just you put money in and you get money out and it's just a numbers game. That's not true. You have to build audiences. You have to build trust and you can spend a lot of money for nothing in ad land. Okay. So just be very careful. And if you have questions, of course, you can ask in the group. Um, okay. Okay. And I will also say I made a lot of money. I've done a couple $10,000 sales that I specifically remember from my early webinars where they were just inviting people from like Facebook and IG. Um, okay, and then I will, here's the other thing I will say is even though we do still get cold people on our webinars, we do a little bit of, I think, traffic for our cold people and um, people refer people. So we do get some cold people on our webinars that have never heard of us. And I will say those are not the people I'm trying to sell on the webinar. I think of those people as like, this is their time to get acquainted with me. This is our first, you know, this is me saying, hi, I'm Stacy. I'm a life coach. I can help you. Uh, but they might need a little more warming up to buy. So just know that your warm audience and the people who are already watching you, even if you don't know they're watching you, are going to be your best people. Okay. So here's what I want to walk you through is if you do, um, should I get through all of those? I just want to, yeah. Okay. So if you do a, with registration, I want to walk you through this piece of this, um, how you would segment your registrants. Is registrants the right word? Registrants with non-registrants. And the only reason I'm going to do this is because my mind really struggles with this stuff. So you may, might be like, Stacy, I get it. I know how funnels work. I know how emails work. Like I do them myself, right? But if you're not like that. If you're like me, I literally could not grasp just this simple idea. So I wanted to write it out for you. Okay. So if you're offering registration, the first email, they either sign up or they don't, right? You send your email to your list, you put it on IG 
and they either sign up or they don't. So now you have two groups of people, the registered and the non-registered. So on the second email in your email system, whether you're using MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, Entreport, um, whatever it is, you're gonna have two lists, right? So you're gonna use the same emails from here on out, value email two, three, four, five, all the way through 12, okay? but they're gonna have different calls to action, okay? So you like basically duplicate the email and then you're just gonna change the ending, right? So the people who are registered, it will say, see you soon. And then the people who are non-registered, it will say register here, okay? Now, my coach does not, I don't think, I haven't done a ton of her webinars, but I don't think, or been through her sequence, but I don't know that she does this. I think some coaches do eliminate this step. They just don't send emails again for until like day of once you sign up, but I want to recommend because I believe you want to compel them all the way up until the webinar. That's like really selling them ahead of time to where they're already a yes once they're on their webinar, even though they have no idea what you're about to teach. I really like nurturing them all the way through. Okay. So it'll either say, see you soon or register here. Right. And then you'll keep doing that all the way through value email 12. And then on your final email, which I send out one hour before the webinar starts, your CTA will either be starting now click to join in just one hour and it's literally their, um, or, you know, use your register. Actually, I think it would say use your registration link. Um, you know, it starts in an hour or it would say starting now register here. Class starts in one hour or something like that. Or you could even send it out 20 minutes before, but you're still, even on that final email, I would give people the opportunity to register and get on. Okay. Now, if you're not doing a registration, okay, this is how we've done it on the times that we have done it. Every email after value email one says, see you soon or see you on. And we put the date, right? So see you on Thursday at 11 AM. And then here are the zoom details. And we copy and paste all of the zoom details, not just the number, the entire thing of details. And that goes at the bottom of every single email that goes out after, um, from day one, all the way through or email one, all the way to email 12. Okay. If you're doing a non-registration. Okay. So final notes, right? Remember webinars, nurture your audience. Okay. But they also do a couple of things for you. So I really do want to encourage you to put together as many as you can. I will say in the, um, as long as you don't, I, here's what I don't want you to do is think a webinar is going to create money for you. And so if you want to hit your goal, you like, you have to do webinars. It's the thing, it's the vehicle that makes the money, right? Just like we think ads will make us money, or we think we have to have a website to make money, or we have to, you know, don't, don't do that in your head where it's like, you can't hit your goal unless you have a webinar. But just know that when you do do webinars, they do nurture your audience, but they also help you create your process. If you don't have one yet, they help you create intellectual property, right? Over the last year, a lot of my new 2K content from the member portal upgrade that we just did came from uh, me exploring different ways to explain what it is I do and how I help people and different ways to talk about my process. So how to sell any offer created the concepts of selling intangibles and intangibles. It's actually a concept we used in pitching, but it was the first time I started telling people about it. The how to make money, um, 
as a life coach or make money as a life coach in three simple steps. That training is the one where I created meet people, tell them you're a coach and make offers to help them. I hadn't been telling people that until I created that training. Um, and in the five vital steps to creating a coaching business or starting a coaching business, it's where I first taught the eight phases of a life coaching business. And, um, you know, a couple of other pieces that go along with it. I, I don't remember all of them, but I remember a bunch of my new content and most of my introduction for the new 2K portal was that information from that webinar. So you're going to learn so much about your own process and new ways to teach it and new concepts that the more you stretch yourself to do a different webinar every time, the more you're going to get your best access to your best ideas. Um, and it also keeps your offer top of mind for people who do want to work with you. You don't fall off the planet and never talk to them again. And never, you know, a lot of times I remember and I've seen this a lot in my other, my other students is in the first like hundred K, 200 K, 300 K, you can easily let yourself get so overwhelmed that you only offer value when you want to sell someone something, especially when you start doing launches where you offer groups and you never talk about your group and you never talk, you never give value in between. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to do a launch. So now I have to start giving value. Right. This will keep that from happening if you just make it an aim to do consistently um, a webinar a month or a webinar every other month. Um, that will really help, okay? And then you can also, the final, final note is that you can expand your network exponentially if you get creative on asking people to invite people, tag people, um, or share the webinar information. So anyone else that would be relevant or that this information would be relevant to in their life, share this, bring friends. Like I, the first two years of my business, I, everything I did was like, bring some friends. It'll be so much more fun to talk about with people that you're friends with after you can get together and do a little accountability session. Like I always just would present it in a way of bring people and people will bring people people. And it really helped me expand my network to be constantly creating fun ways for people to, um, pass the information along and bring other people with them. Um, so just keep that in mind when you go to market your, um, webinars. And when you're just thinking about your webinars in general, it's a great way to expand your network. Just asking your warm audience to come bring more people who tend to be more warm than just cold people. All right, let's talk about naming your webinar. Oh,